brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go back there. And because he had been warned in the dream, to, he departed for the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken to the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. If you think about it, how often do we think or we say or just maybe ponder to ourselves the two words, I wish. I wish I had that job. I wish I had that house. I wish my family was as happy as that family. I wish we didn't have that problem to face. There's an understandable and very human aspect about these things which every one of us faces, but as is often the case with every human feeling or emotion or experience, it's what we do with those feelings that makes a fundamental difference in whether we're going to be joy-filled, thankful people or whether we're going to let that turn into some resentment or anger or bitterness. Let's think about this on, on Christmas night. Christmas night, stupidly, I, I clicked on Twitter. I'm so programmed to check on what's going on. I didn't even think for a second that this might upset me, but of course I did. And, and one of the things that was trending was people who were angry that they didn't get Apple's AirPods for Christmas. They either got a cheaper version of the almost $200 wireless headphones or they witnessed another relative get them when they did it. And it was really beyond sad to see all these people and this like thing that was trending, all these adults having a very public virtual temper tantrum over such a stupid thing. Their wish wasn't fulfilled and so they were aggravated and, and frustrated and they took it out and shared it with the rest of the world. The thing is, while it can be obvious in an instance like headphones, or perhaps it more accurately should be said, it should be obvious, we don't often realize how often that temptation exists for each and every one of us and in other areas of our lives. Not just to have wishes, but letting the enemy of comparing ourselves to others to diminish and to demean and to undermine who we are 
what we've been blessed with and what God is doing in our own lives. So one couple compares their marriage to another marriage. Parents judge how their families are doing by putting themselves up against another, and very quickly these things can undermine our interior peace. And that's why today's feast day, smack dab in the midst of the Christmas season, is such an important one for all of us as we celebrate the Holy Family. In this intimate of homes with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we find the antidote to that enemy of comparison. So often we're used to thinking of them as Saint Joseph and the Blessed Virgin Mary and Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We look at those titles and we exalt them understandably but, and look at their lives as perfection. But we celebrate a holy family, not a perfect family. Just a quick recollection of the Christmas story reminds us of how imperfect things were going right from the get-go for them. You would think that in Joseph and Mary's saying yes to God and to his plans, that things would be without any stress or difficulty, that their sacrificing of their desires and their dreams and their wishes in favor of God's would somehow clear the deck of all obstacles and trials and challenges. Yet the complete opposite happens. From having to embark on a 90-mile journey to Bethlehem on horseback with an eight-and-a-half-month pregnant Mary, to not finding any lodging, to today's gospel where we hear of this maniacal Herod trying to search and destroy this newborn Jesus and going about killing every innocent newborn baby boy, which causes Joseph to now take his vulnerable family on another vulnerable trip to Egypt and then back to Nazareth. It would have been very easy for both Mary and Joseph to doubt themselves. Had moments where maybe they compared themselves to someone else thinking, so-and-so would have done this better. I bet they wouldn't let that happen. She would have been more qualified. He would have been more talented and more creative. They would have had a better plan or a better idea. If they did have those thoughts, they were fleeting ones. Because the babe, the child in their midst, was God himself. As an infant, Jesus entrusted to them, he was vulnerable and in need. And this baby, this child, doesn't give them any time to remain self-focused, to allow any comparative thoughts to take root and to grow into full-fledged doubts and fears or regrets. Instead, Mary and Joseph had to constantly keep their, their hearts and their visions on the Lord to continue to rely on God's promises and his favor and his blessings. They had to trust in his word and his guidance to keep directing and redirecting their steps in order to raise and protect this, this precious child. And with that, almost without even thinking about it, they constantly redirected themselves and putting God first and foremost in their lives. This one great spiritual director once put it this way. He said, life is a lot less about what you're facing and a lot more about where you're looking. May we follow Mary and Joseph's examples as parents of the newborn and as the miracle of the Christ child living with them constantly, cherishing that precious gift that he was, that he is. They continue to look to him with whatever it was they were facing. They kept Jesus in the center of their individual and their married lives. 
And that's what makes them a holy family. And that's what can make us and our families holy as well.